Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 166. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. Oh, but this radio has a wider bandwidth. <laughs> That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And we are here to discuss uh, a little bit further in detail, uh, a little bit more of a review of season four finale, No Place Like at Home, uh, or No Place Like Home, part two and three. And in essence, what I've done and what I've decided to do as uh, I went into the abc.com website. Okay. And I rewatched parts two and three. And since I have the... Uh, wow, hello. I Somebody forgot to uh, mute the, uh, the old Twitter here. There we go. So uh, basically... What happened was, as I since I had the audio equipment all set up in the studio and the recorder standing by, I figured I'd go and do something we haven't done in the Weekly Lost podcast in a very, very long time. And that would be record some audio clips and discuss them like we have done in the past. Okay. So now Stephanie here, uh, and just in case you guys are wondering where she's at uh, in podcast land, uh, Stephanie is going to be joining us in about 10 or 15 minutes when her blood starts getting pump, pumping. I'm telling again. you. <laughs> she, she, why don't you just tell them what happened there? You, you well, were, um, I, what did I do? Oh, I, I, I put McKenna to bed, our, our three-year-old, um, and, and she tends to get out of bed a lot. So when I put her to bed and I'm serious about her going to bed, um, I'll sit in there with her, um, to ensure faster bedtime and or faster fall asleep time and well i don't know who fell asleep first me or her but the simple fact is we both fell asleep and cliff opens the door and not so nicely says are you coming i didn't say it not so nicely (laughs) you did that's what you said i i did say are you i I opened up the door very quietly and says hey you coming that's how i said it maybe the first time (laughs) What? For, there wasn't a second time? Yeah, there was. You repeated yourself. Oh, well, then I didn't hear you the first time. Yeah. All right. So welcome anyway. to the show. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, now the, here's the thing. Stephanie also has not had the opportunity to rewatch uh, parts two and part three of, of Lost. However, I think what will happen is that these clips will be more than enough to not only bring Stephanie back up to date as as to in, in your mind's mm-hmm. eye bring back the recollection of these uh, different scenes from the episodes. But I think it'll do the same for our listeners and and very much looking forward to this. In fact, we have a chat room full of folks uh, here at gspn.tv slash live. And we want to invite those folks to call us via Skype at any time uh, during the show as we uh, record this thing live. So with that, I don't have these labeled. um, So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Just, just play them and go. I'm, 
as soon as my body catches up, I'm actually excited about doing this show. Right. I, I filled in for you on the Hannah Montana Fan Podcast this morning. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, people didn't want me there. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, the- look, people, I could have canceled the show. <laughs> I tell you what, those kids are relentless, aren't they? Um, well, I'm telling you what, they won't get me again. <laughs> oh. Next time you're out, there there just won't be a show. <laughs> the show like, will not go people, on. I, I don't have to do this. <laughs> I don't well, have to. <laughs> uh, in our chat room, they're saying, we want you, staff. Yes, thank you. So, oh, goodness. Too funny. I, I'm going to go ahead and play our okay. first clip and see what we got here. Hannah you got to start the music. <laughs> Whoops. What was that? Oh, that's the mess up. <laughs> that's when I, I had Megan say <laughs> Hannah Montana fan podcast. And she's like, no, you got to play the music at the same time. Oh, my goodness. So that is too in, funny. Instead of going on, she had me um, start over. <laughs> that's great. So, yeah, well, you can't do it. You got to. So let's see. Hannah Montana fan podcast episode. Okay, so that that was still on the recorder. Now yes. I got to remember not to delete this because if I delete that, I'm in big trouble. Yes, you are. All right, so we'll put that one out tomorrow. Or well, no, Monday. So here, here, let's let's see if this is our first audio clip. Thank you for coming, Richard. Oh yeah, this a is pleasure. good. Could you cut me free, Kate? What was the arrangement? They uh, help us free you and we let them off the island. Fair enough. The helicopter is yours. You and Saeed have a safe journey back. So we can go off the island. That's it? That's it. Ah, the music. All right, so here's the scene. And as I was watching it the second time, Stephanie, do you want to know what came to mind? What? As Ben was bound, not with handcuffs, but was bound with, mm-hmm. you know, with his wrists, his hands were bound. Reminds me of that scene with Kate being handcuffed, being brought to breakfast. Right. And then we see her being released from the handcuffs and put into the cage. And she looks down, she rubs her wrists, and we see the the raw, the right, rawness. Right, where she had been fighting. Exactly. So the question being, we don't know what happened still. We don't know what happened between her and Ben that caused all of that to happen. And it just seems so weird that, wasn't it even at the beginning of the season, weren't they still... Uh, being held by the others, or I can't even remember. Not at the beginning of this season, no. Okay, so when was that? It wasn't too long ago. It was just a couple weeks earlier, or a couple <laughs> days earlier, on the island right. that they were being held by Ben, and and things were really you know on the other side there. And of course now Ben's just like, okay, yeah, go ahead and leave. Not a big deal. It, it does seem a drastic turn. Yeah. So, but a lot has changed. Chef Mark in the chat room says it was like 16 <laughs> minutes island time. 
Seems about right. Right. So I'm wondering, that's what kind of got me, you know, he's like, okay, Kate, you got to let me go. You know, let, you know, can you undo me here? Right. And I'm just sitting there thinking what, what popped in my mind this time was, was thinking, you know, wait a second, what, what am I doing here is, is what must be going through Kate's mind. Right. Because for us, that was so long ago, but for her, it wasn't. Right. Okay. It seems to be a complete turnaround. Absolutely. From where they were just a few weeks ago. Okay. Well, let's move on to our next audio clip here. Are you her? Okay, this... Wait, yeah. first of all, I just want to say real quick. Um, I went back on ABC.com and pl- tried to get that to play without the skip in there. Um, sh- the first part of the thing is, are you Hurley? It's gran- it's Hurley's mm-hmm. grandma, or it's Walt's grandma coming to see Hurley. Mm-hmm. But I guess that was a skip in the audio through ABC. So let's go ahead and do this one. Are you her? Yeah. Are you dangerous? I'm sorry, do I know you? No. You don't know me. But you know my grandson. Now, we've traveled all the way across country just so he could see you. I need to know if you're going to do anything crazy. I won't do anything crazy. I was waiting for one of you to come see me, but nobody did. Sorry. Do you know who did come see me? Jeremy Bentham. I don't understand why you're all lying. everyone that didn't come back like my dad like your dad yeah (laughs) all right so okay i like how the music changes as soon as walt says the name jeremy bentham I know, like and the chain, the, the the just it, with the syllables of that name is when the music starts to change. Right. So here, here is my question. I have a couple questions here. Okay. All right. So first of all, um, Hurley says, you know, we're lying to protect everybody on the island. Right. That, that, right. So to protect that, those who didn't come. Exactly. Right. And everybody is using when I guess now you know. 
well, obviously they couldn't tell us the name of John Locke right. prior to the final scene right. when they show us who's in the coffin. So they use this Jeremy Bentham name. But my question is, why in the world is Locke going around visiting these people using the name Jeremy Bentham? Why not use his name? Because he's part of the lie. He's part of the cover-up of the... So if if he uses his name John Locke, then he would be known as one of the Oceanic people. Exactly. And then it would expose all that as a lie. So that's what this is going on, right? That's what I think. That's why they, that's why they have to say Jeremy Bentham and not John Locke. That's, okay. that's what I think. So if that's the case, then this scene does not make sense to okay, me. Okay, tell me why. Because Jeremy Bentham, or John Locke, came to see Walt. Would, why, I mean, it sounds to me like, okay, Walt is saying, uh, well, guess who came to see me? Or guess who did come to see me? Jeremy Bentham. It's like, well, hello, why did you call him Jeremy Bentham? And you, unless you already knew it was important that you would be lying about his name. Does that make sense? Okay, say that again. Okay. I don't know if I follow Walt, you. Walt is covering up John Locke's real identity and why would he do that? Why would he say guess who why would he say Jeremy Bentham or, instead of Mr. Locke? Why would he say Jeremy Bentham unless he knew that he needed to protect this lie or this cover up? And if that's the case, if he knew that he needed to protect he had to continue to lie, then why did he ask Curry, Hurley, why are you all lying? Does that make sense? It does. Mark says because he knows Hurley's being watched also. that That's what Mark just said in, in, the, but in I the, mean, the chat room. So, I mean, there's all these people who are, who are I, that are saying that, you know, the reason why they can't say any, they can't say John Locke's name, they say uh, Jeremy Bentham. But at the, these same conversations, they're all talking about the, the cover up. They're talking about lying. And I mean, the same, aren't the same people going to catch on? I, I don't know. Depends on who those same people are. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me, this cover-up, this Jeremy Bentham name. You know, I, I mean, if you're going to sit there and talk about covering up, you're going to talk about we're protecting the people, if you're going to talk about the lie, then why can't you just mention the name John Locke? I, I just don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. And why, I mean, Because to the outside world, John Locke is dead. Yeah. And the moment his name is mentioned, the cover-up is right. Got a hole in it. And so, and then uh, Chuck, Chuck, C, Chuck Cecil or whatever in the uh, chat room says, "Good point." And how come Walt doesn't have a fake name too? Then, uh, if he's if if this is all covering up, because you know, what about him showing up and he's being cared for by his grandmother? He was clearly on that airplane. How does that get explained? Well, that hasn't been explained yet. I know, but you you see where I'm coming from. There there are some really I think there are some big holes in in some of this cover There's up still stuff. Two seasons left. I understand, but I'm just saying. I I think I think that there uh, there there are holes nonetheless, though. Now, Chef Mark um, and, and um, Leave Town in our chat in our chat room, Chris and and Mark are having a conversation about. Uh, Bentham being a, a, another name for a philosopher. Okay. So if anybody has any information on Bentham and why that name might be important, feel free to give us a Skype in call at uh, just Maybe it has nothing, Cliffy OTC. I'm sorry. Maybe it has nothing to do with 
with a hole in the cover up and they just needed to tie in this this philosopher's name somewhere. <laughs> no, I I understand what you're saying. How you, I, I get what you're saying. All I'm saying is is Walt is already playing the cover-up game by using the name Jeremy Bentham, but then asking Hurley, why are, why are you lying? It's like, hello, you've been visited by John Locke. John Locke's already told you it's important not to use his name. Please call me Jeremy Bentham. I'm assuming the conversation why would have already taken place, and therefore Walt would already know... I, I don't it's to protect the people on the necessarily island. because wasn't John wasn't John a person that Walt admired and respected while he was on the island? Yeah. Well, so wouldn't he do what he was asked without any explanation anyway? It could be, and then Chris that would go along with what Chris Lackey just put in the chat room. Oh, what he put? He he says maybe Locke had to leave quickly. Uh, and and with in his visit, and so therefore, um, okay. he couldn't explain why. Yeah. Which that that makes a little bit more sense. So maybe we'll see that in the future. I think maybe maybe um, Walt's willingness to use the name Jeremy Bentham has more to do with his trust and unquestioning of of John Locke, and less about the cover up, right, and the lie. Chef Mark's on the line. Let's see what he I has. Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Mark. I, I have a thought on this that's completely in a different direction from what you're thinking. You know how, like, and I kind of typed this in the chat room, but I don't think I made it clear. You know how, like, when you're about to bust someone, you kind of talk in the language that, that they're talking, even though you both know that it's, like, like if your daughter comes, you know, you find some, some mistake that she made, or maybe she wrote a note, and you go, oh, look what I found. I found this note written by Hannah Montana. And you're like, you both know that she wrote it, but you know, you're kind of like busting her. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So maybe, so maybe uh, Walt is like, well, guess who came to visit me? Jeremy Bentham came to visit, you know, and he's like rubbing it in that he's like, I don't like that that's, that y'all are doing this lie, but I'm using the name for dramatic effect, you know? Right. Not just to say, oh, John came to visit me, but he told me to use the name Jeremy. Right. Hmm. I could see that. That that's a very good possibility there. Yep. Yep. It just seems it just seems a little odd. And and what do you, what do you think about Walt not having a cover up? We don't know. Well, that we don't know that. that. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, you, you don't know that, that. No one said his name out loud. This is true. All the grandmother says was, "You knew my grandson." Well, let me ask you this then: is 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 that his grandmother? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, we saw that in the in the uh, who is Kevin Johnson episode. Yeah. Right. We, uh, right. we saw how that how that came about, and we have to presume as as Michael had said that they were living under assumed names. Right. Um, oh, so Kevin and Johnson. So that, that must include Walt as well. Okay. Okay. I don't know how to keep all that straight with you <laughs> know if you if 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 the grandmother all of a sudden has this. you know this teenage boy now and and she's caring for him happens to be the same age as the grandson that was lost on this airplane that's not true they may well have moved we don't know they didn't give any enough details yeah they didn't they didn't give a lot of details and walt was not a part of her life before the plane crash exactly so it could very well be that none of her friends know that her son had a son 
in fact, Stephanie, didn't they go to pains to, to make it clear that that Walt had nothing to do with Michael or his family? He didn't really even know Michael. I mean, that, this is the whole thing in first season. It's like, yeah. I don't know you. You're not my dad. Absolutely. You know, his whole life, he grew up with this other man halfway around the world. Right. I, so, I think that yeah. it's very possible that, that Walt could have popped into Grandma's life under an assumed name and nobody would know the difference. Very yeah, she could have maybe she could have taken him on it. Maybe this is a um, a foster child that she's taken on. Right. Okay. Well, now I feel a little bit more comfortable about that. Okay. All right. It is hard. We need to, you know, if we don't have a wall big enough in our house, but somebody needs to like start writing down a timeline and the details so that we can <laughs> follow it all along because now the story is becoming so complex that it's hard to keep it all straight it is it is well let's go on to our next uh, clip and see what we can uh discuss from there i i don't know if this is the same one or if it's a I new want one you too ah, it is a new one okay this is uh between john Locke and jack in the uh the orchid station right so or above the orchid okay. station i should say i want you to reconsider leaving the island jack i would like you to stay oh i love this is the bygones you'd like me to stay that's right. You threw a knife into the back of an unarmed woman. You led half of our people across the island and got most of them killed. Well, Jack, you put a gun to my head and you pulled the trigger. Wah. <laughs> I was hoping we could let bygones be bygones. I'll tell you what. You stay here in your little greenhouse. But the rest of us are going home. But you're not supposed to go home. What am I supposed to do? Oh, I think I remember. What was it that you said on the way out to the hatch? That crashing here was our destiny. You know, Jack. You know that you're here for a reason. You know it. And if you leave this place, that knowledge is going to eat you alive from the inside out. Until you decide to come back. Goodbye, John. You're going to have to lie. Excuse me? If you have to go, then you have to lie about everything. Everything that happened since we got to the island. It's the only way to protect it. It's an island, John. No one needs to protect it. Place where miracles happen. happen. And and if you if you don't believe that, Jack, if you can't believe that, just wait till you see what I'm about to do. He just—that's what I said, Mark. What? <laughs> he said this isn't just an island; it's a place where miracles happen. I said I thought that was Disneyland, and then and then Mark typed it in the exactly. Anyway. Um, I that whole scene is just okay now John wants to tell other people what they can and can't do you know what take your little ideas and shove it and the only reason that that <laughs> sounds better now is because I know that somehow you end up dead in the future and I just still don't like John Locke I just don't I understand but he was right about Jack though I agree. You're not supposed to leave the island, and he, was he not says, "Listen, to leave the island. you know it, and you and one thing's going to happen: you're going to leave, and it's going to eat you up from the inside." 
Oh, and the other thing I don't like about that is he's all... And if you don't believe me, just wait until you see what I'm about to do. I like that. I don't. He thinks he has a greater role than what I think he does. <laughs> and he may turn out to be the key to the whole thing, and then I'll tell you all I'm wrong. But right now, I just don't like him. I li- we were quite aware of that. Well, just in case, you know, we have a new listener who didn't know. <laughs> they've been made aware. <laughs> Breaking news. This just in. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to our next clip here. I'm surprised you want to leave. Oh, wait. Sorry? Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I saw. Chef Mark says, yeah, but she didn't like Charlie either. No, I didn't like Charlie. But by the time they killed him off, I loved Charlie. This is true. They they redeemed his character greatly. He, they, they showed great change in him. I did. see nothing different from the self-centered man that landed on the island to the self-centered man who wants you to see all that he's about to do right now. <laughs> I think maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Snap. All right, here we go. This is... This is um, a little bit of oh, this is right after Rose gets on. Uh, oh gosh, what's his name? Miles. Yeah. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> thinking about eating those peanuts? I got my eyes on you, then, buddy. Yeah. Anyway, then there's this conversation between, uh, I guess it's Miles and Charlotte, and then um, I cut to a later scene and recorded at the same time the uh, conversation between Charlotte and uh, Mr. Daniel Faraday. And so I'm going to put those two clips back together, and here okay. we go. I'm surprised you want to leave. Sorry? It's just weird, you know, after all that time you spent trying to get back here. What do you mean, get back here? What do I mean? What do I mean? And then he walks away. I love that scene. Uh, I wanted to say... Before you get on the boat, please. I'm going to stay, Daniel. For now, anyway. Charlotte, there is no war for now. If you don't come with me for now, it could be forever. Nothing's forever. Why? Would it make any sense if I told you I was still looking for where I was born? Mm, no. <laughs> Bye, Daniel. She gives him a little kissy poo on the cheek. So I'm gonna guess that uh, Daniel is more in love with her than she is with him. It would it would seem that way. Although Juliet looks like she was uh, kind of given some smiles Daniel's way as well. You know, you remember uh, that? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't. It, it was happening. <laughs> I saw I saw some fireworks there happening. Okay. Alrighty, and basically, uh, out of this scene, of course, we have this whole. What is? What does this mean? You know, obviously, Miles is able to kind of sense a couple things that are right. that are beyond what normal people can perceive, and so therefore, he's um, a little Ghostbuster. Exactly, and so he's like, so I can't imagine why you want to get away from here if after all this time trying to get back here. Right. So he did he can- say get back here? I yeah. think he did. So as though she's been here before. 
And she's like, I don't know what you mean. And he's like, what do I mean? And then he walks away. So there's the whole get back here in that conversation. And then there's the conversation later in the episode where she tells Daniel, would it make any sense if I told you I was still looking for where I was born? So that is some exciting stuff for me. I, I mean, that's some mystery that is like, oh, man, I, we just need Angela Lansbury and and, and uh, Andy Griffith to come and solve this thing in a, in a combined <laughs> Matlock slash uh, Murder, She Wrote kind of way next season. Oh, my goodness. Okay, anyway. That's funny. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I thought after seeing that scene was that Charlotte is Annie. Is that her name? Yeah. Or Anne or Annie, I think. That the little anyway, friend of right. Ben. Ben Ben's friend. Um so, so that was my that was my first thought and and I'm gonna hold to it until I figure out more. Okay. Well I, mean, I it's not a well thought out theory. Right. It was just a I know there are definitely a lot of people out there that are who are um you know, have that theory as well. And I haven't been able to go in and, and research a lot of that conversation just yet. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that during the hiatus here, we will have uh, some time to go in and do some theory research. I will do some theory research, right. share it with you and come back here and discuss it on future episodes of the Weekly Lost Podcast. So uh, let's move on to our next clip here and uh, see what we got. Hey, is he talking about what I think he was talking about? If you mean time-traveling bunnies, then yes. Okay, so short clip. Time-traveling bunnies. Time-traveling bunnies. I love that part of the episode. In fact, I think anytime we see Dr. Marvin Candle, it just, I don't know what it is. My heart goes a flutter, you know? (laughs) It's like that in-love phenomenon that we've been talking about. It's like, I, I, it's just cool stuff. Okay. And so uh, I was watching it, and one of the things that I noticed is that it automatically goes in, re, in, in reverse. It goes in right, rewind all, mode. Yes. And I'm wondering what that has to do with anything. If that's like a clue, or if it's just, oh, man, I can't stop yawning. But uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, I'm not sure. But uh, I definitely think that was, when we were watching it live, I remember that just being laugh out loud funny hilarious and among one of my favorite quotes that that was a good quote yeah one of the best of the show exactly Alrighty, and moving on to clip number eight here oh this is the whispers you can go now michael who are you All right, so here we go. In this scene, this is, of course, where Michael gets a little visit from Christian Shepherd. He does. Who, who I guess now this pretty much confirms that it's just apparitions. It's not really physically Christian Shepherd. Right. Which I well, wonder. I think in the when they re-aired the first part, they made it a point in the pop-ups at the bottom of the screen to tell you that Christian was dead. Yeah. The, I was sad for you. I know. So anyway. Um, a couple things that I I noticed as I was watching this again, and I went and w- and rewound it a couple times. 
But when you see the bomb, it blows up in the center of the the freighter. Okay, and the hella is it the hella deck is or the the helipad or wherever it is. That portion of the boat, if there was a spot where if you were standing there, you could have you probably would have been affected or impacted by the explosion, but you wouldn't have been killed. I don't think. And um, and then, of course, they, they pan away. They show them in the helicopter. That's where you hear Sun scream. And then they show it again. And there's another explosion, you know, another explosion. Right. Still, there's portions of the deck that are intact. And then, um, <laughs> Chef Mark says, I still don't think Paulo and Nikki are dead. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but anyway, I, st- I, I have to believe that, that Jin's still alive somehow. I, I have to believe he's alive. It would be part of the cover-up. Yeah. Could um, be. Oh, and... When w- we... Go ahead. Get back to the island and... Mm-hmm. Find out who really was left behind. Yeah. So I have a thing that I noticed. You know, we were talking about that whole baby food junk thing about the about Aaron. Yes. And putting him out on the raft again and everything. Uh, from commercial break, I don't know if you saw this. I just noticed it for the first time tonight. But uh, they get rescued by Penny's boat. It's I think it's nighttime, and then we come back from cur- commercial break and we see the Penny's boat out on the water again. It says one week later. Right. Okay. So yeah, I knew that. So they were on Penny's boat for one week. Right. So my thinking is they actually went back, got. Went back where? Went somewhere. They went somewhere where there was land. And then they traveled another 3,000 or 6,000 miles or something like that uh, to a different location and dropped them off. Okay. So I'm, I'm, that's my theory. But I do think that probably they went and, and kind of got them fed. And I know they strategically let them out at a certain place so that they could worship right, on so a certain could, island. Right. So anyway, uh, Chris has a question. So let's see if we can... Uh, he says, I have a whole question on the gin thing. <laughs> and we're waiting for Chris to put his question in. Mark says they stopped at Chipotle, but that still wouldn't um, answer how they fed baby Aaron. <laughs> I'm sure they had some milk at Chipotle, don't they? No. No, I guess not. No. Corona, but no milk. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. If the island is gone, where is gin? That is a good question. That that is a good question. Oh, and I watched that scene again where the island disappears. So awesome! It I, is pretty cool. I do believe that Faraday and the other people on the little dinghy. Uh, I think that those folks are still alive, and and they are on the they they were they were sucked into whatever vortex right. the island was sucked into, which could happen to Jen as well. Yeah, he maybe he floated along yeah, with them. Maybe he like he got sucked under tow. When the explosion happened, he was thrown from the... Yes, he was thrust to the island. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> All right, so very cool stuff. Um, All I want to know is if his shirt stayed on or not. Right. Since clearly when Sawyer jumped from the helicopter, his came off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the jeans stay on. All right, here we go. Here's another clip. Or is this the same clip? That's the same clip, isn't it? Yeah, that's the same clip. All right. So, um, oh, the other thing I'll mention, since I played that clip again, it reminds me. We we heard the whispers twice. Right. In this one when 
when uh, Christian Shepherd appears to Michael, and then we heard the whispers again when uh, Ben's people, the others, were surrounding um, Lapidus and um, oh, Kimi and all the right. the army gang. Right. So we d- we heard the uh, whispers there again as well. So I'm wondering if these whispers are just the uh, are they are the others are they able to kind of manifest this surround sound psychic energy kind of whisper sound is that something they're just able to do i don't know that that they can communicate telepathically and maybe that's kind of what's going on that'd be cool that would be cool i don't know all righty so let's move on to clip number nine here excuse me mr whitmore yes i'm sun guan Mr. Beck's daughter. I'm the managing director of Beck Industries. Yes, of course. How is your father? Excellent. Thank you. Quite the golfer. I believe I owe him dinner after our last game. Are you really going to pretend that you don't know who I am? I'm afraid I don't know what you're talking about, Miss Kwan. Yes, you do know, Mr. Whitmore. Just like you know we've been lying all this time about where we were and what happened to us there. You and I have common interests. When you're ready to discuss them, call me. Okay. As you know, we're not the only ones who left the island. Okay, so after this little clip here, she turns around, walks away, and then Widmore said, Stop. Why would you want to help me? I don't think she wants to help him. Well, no, that's what they're indicating here in this scene. And, I, and yeah, I cut. The, I stopped the recorder uh, before uh, too soon. I, I want. I should have left it there. Couple thing. One thing occurred to me as I was recording this, and then even just listening to it again, is um, the fact that Widmore acknowledges that you know he is somehow associated with uh, Pake Industries, or at least Mister Pake. Uh, and son's father in that they know each other well enough that not only do they play golf but even the fact that they have this social relationship and he owes him dinner so you know the whole idea of dharma uh being associated with widmore industries possibly and then of course with uh widmore industries also being somehow associated with Pake industries and so uh, it's kind of neat how that's tying some of these things together. We can see, you know, even I'm wondering how is Oceanic Airlines involved in any of this, if they are. Does that make sense? Metlos Labs, I think there, there's defi- right. there's definitely lots of cross-connection stuff going on there, like secret co- covert operations that are happening with massive cover-up facilities and and things like that a lot of conspiracy theory going on here in my mind now uh as i was uh playing some things here we have um uh let's see here i don't know what that is quinto quantano media anyway uh they're in the chat room and earlier they said that perhaps the whispers are coming from an alternate dimension right which is where the island actually ended up going to so the whispers are from Maybe the island right there, but in a different dimension. 
And could it be now? And so I'm adding, in fact, what I'm thinking here is would it mean that uh, perhaps the people in the other dimension are actually even able to physically watch what's going on, which would make sense with some of the whispers that have been decoded back in season one and season two, such as they're watching what's going on and they're uh, they're actually able to comment, have commentary on what they're seeing there. I kind of like that. And uh, so anyway, just some things I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's kind of uh, cool. And it's Quintano Media. Quintano Media. And Chef Mark says, Phonics for Cliff. Thank you so much for, for working that out there for me, Chef Mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we have just one more clip left. Oh, but, you know, I that's the thing. Um, I think, I, I do believe they set it up for that scene. And it did not occur to me until I just watched it the second time. But she says, as we both know, we're not the only ones who left that island. And he and she walks and she, he turns around and says, but why would you want to help me? And she even says, you know, when you're ready to talk, here's my card. And so I think they're I think they're setting it up to say that that she's actually wanting to to work with Widmore. I don't know. You keep your you keep your friends close, but you keep your enemies closer. Okay. I think that she could also be placing herself in a position to to harm him as well, gotcha. whether that be physically or financially or. Right, and so they're saying in the chat room so. that that perhaps she's using him, and that's what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see how that goes. I I'm wondering if maybe Jeremy Bentham. Has visited Sun, Sun Quan and maybe uh, didn't he visit them all? I think so. I think so. Anyway, I, now question I have. Oh well, let's play this first, and then we'll talk about it. Okay. Hello, Jack. Sorry. Didn't mean to scare you. Did he tell you that I was off the island? Yes, he did. When did you speak to him? About a month ago. And Kate? Yeah. Yeah, he came to see her too. And what did he say to you? He told me that after I left the island, some very bad things happened. And he told me that it was my fault. His leaving. fault. It was their fault for leaving. And he said that I had to come back. Yes, I heard that you've been flying on passenger planes. Hoping that you'd crash. It's dark, Jack. Very dark. Why are you here? I'm here to tell you that the island won't let you come alone. All of you have to go back. Are you... Saeed, I don't even know where Saeed is. Saeed went and got hurry. Is insane. Son blames me for 
I think Sun's in play with Widmore. I'm Kate. She won't even talk to me anymore. Perhaps I can help you with that. This is the way it has to be, Jack. It's the only way. You have to do it together, all of you. Oh. I have a few ideas. A few ideas? I can't wait to see what they are. Meaning he doesn't know. Right. He doesn't know for sure. And then, of course... Jack. I said all of you. <laughs> hey. They gotta We're going to have to bring him, too. I got to take John's Which, dead body. Okay, here's the thing. So he has a few ideas. He doesn't know for sure. Which means they're just going to be lugging around John's dead body yeah. until they get back. It just kind of died. There was like this huge buildup and then it just kind of died. Well, and, and of course, I, I again, I hit the recorder stop button before the... the <laughs> Lost. Yeah, that's the best sound. I know. I I, I forgot it. <laughs> it's weekend at Bernie's part five. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> that's what I want to see. I want to see them carting around. I want to see the Oceanic Six you know, carting just... around John Locke. I, my question is, does Walt have to go back? You know, does Walt have to go back? I don't know. That's what I want to know. And how are they going to get Walt away from his grandma? She, she didn't look like it was going to be easy. I'm sure the island doesn't care if she lives or dies. <laughs> there you go. All right, Stephanie, we have some listener we all, feedback. We all know they're not above killing people. No doubt. I love I love Ben's line. Gosh, Jack, that's a little dark. <laughs> it's like as if Ben hasn't done anything a little right. dark. Oh, man. All right, so let's go through some uh, listener feedback here. Yes. Colonel Locke, this line secure. Line secure, go ahead. Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. Hey, Cliff and Steph, it's uh, Tommy from Kentucky. Um, just had a little something I wanted to mention. I, uh, I think Jen is probably going to be alive. Uh, my reason for saying this is how else are they going to get Jen or uh, son to come back to the island, especially with a newborn baby or a, or a small infant toddler or whatever. Uh, you know, I think the only way that they're going to con her into going back to the island is by either lying to her and telling her that Jen is alive or telling her that Jen is alive because he is. Anyways, it's great hanging out with you guys the other night, seeing the Lost finale. Uh, thanks a bunch for everything, and I'll see you later. Bye. Very cool. Tommy, thank you very much for that uh, call. That's a good good thing. I, I mean, obviously, of course, Jen doesn't have to be alive, as you even said in your own voicemail, uh, for Jen to be the reason for Son to decide to go back. Right. 
Although, uh, although it'd be really cool. Although I think, I think that would be a huge, you know, it won't be a shock. I don't think it'd be a major shocker for us. I think it'd be like, yeah, we knew right. kind of for, for like some really diehard fans who are pulling for, for, for his, uh, his character, character to exist on the Island or on the show still. Uh, but I think it would be one of those like, oh my gosh, moments for, for the casual lost viewer out there that would be like, oh, I never saw that coming. Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that uh, Chris in our chat room says is, um, you know, if what if the island wanted John Locke so bad, if it wasn't done through, if it wasn't through with him, I mean, then I mean, why did he why did the island let John Locke die? Does that make sense? So, so I mean, here, Michael, you know, he tries to shoot himself. He tries to kill himself in an accident. I mean, these people are, are in, if the island's not done with somebody, you're untouchable. You can't die. Uh, right. It's been, con- it's been confirmed by the producers of the show that that's the reason why Jack was not allowed to jump off the bridge. Uh, that the island is keeping. That's why Jack couldn't shoot John. Exactly. And so, if so basically and well, everybody then it is finished with him as an individual but he has to go back to the island doesn't make sense to me so anyway <laughs> i don't know Let's, how to answer that I, question i don't either but it's a good question though it's, let's let's move on to our next caller so? <laughs> you don't like that question well i mean obviously well i don't know is, does the island he demand he, he come back? And if so, I mean, is he done? I mean, or has Ben just can, not oh. taken any chances? Okay, here here's something creepy. What if the island resurrects John's body and he comes? That back will to not life? be a finale that I will be happy with. <laughs> All right, maybe it's Romeo and Juliet. So so Locke's not actually dead. Maybe he's got that secret potion. You know. Uh, Maybe. The, yeah, I like that one. But Stephanie doesn't like that one. That'd be fine. <laughs> All right, moving to the next caller here. Uh, this is James from Tennessee for the Weekly Lost Podcast. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. Uh, we've always assumed <clears throat> uh, something's been eating at me on this finale episode. And I finally just it hit me. We've always assumed that <clears throat> Penelope had looked for the signal that was when Desmond turned the key. And the Portuguese uh, guys in the tent in the, wherever they were in that listening station, was uh, <clears throat> listening, for, waiting for that signal. And they picked it up and then they, they called Penelope at home. What if the signal that she was having them waiting for to look for was the phone call? Because she knew she received a phone call from him uh, in her time in 2004, and but the signal actually was from him. I mean, from in, in I'm sorry, earlier. Then now he's called her from 2004, 1996 to 2004, and she set up that listening mm-hmm. post. She knows, hey, I know I'm gonna get a phone call, and he's gonna call this day in the future because she says to him. I got the signal, and she had the Portuguese fishermen or the Portuguese people on her boat, and she said that she got the signal. And I, you know, I, I haven't looked at the uh, transcript online on Lostpedia, but I'm assuming now that she meant she got the phone call signal. That's how she traced him to the freighter, and she knew 
where the signal came from. And since the freighter was off island, she could follow the signal. She could trace the signal versus the following the signal of the island because it may or may have not moved in the past. So just something that uh, that I was pondering on and it just, it just hit me that she was talking about his phone call signal. She wasn't talking about about the sig- she wasn't talking about that when she got a signal from when, uh, when the guys at the listening station and, they, and we all thought it was from the uh, the Swan Hatch in season one. So at the end of season two, pardon me. Alrighty. So uh, James from Tennessee, thank you so much for calling in. I had never considered that before. Right. Uh, now there are some folks in the chat room who. Will, uh, are are already poo-pooing it and and you know the, obviously there I mean there could be arguments for or against. I want to say that at the very least I'm going to give you. A, it's an interesting theory because I think it deserves it. In fact, it's it's one that as you were talking about, it's like that's very interesting. And and of course I really like the whole time travel and minds twisting kind of thing that's going on in in that whole aspect of everything but what did you know my thinking is did desmond tell her you know i'm going to make a phone call to you on this day uh and of course you know that that she could be listening for somewhere out there in in a certain place and i like that i like the idea anyway my thinking however though personally is that the signal that they started to pick up in the listening station or or in the, where the Portuguese guys were uh, or P- Portuguese-speaking guys were, I believe it was something that happened when the fail-safe key was turned, and that's what started everything in motion for the island to all of a sudden, for the first time in a very long time, to become visible to the outside world. And that's when Widmore's boat started to, you know, get in play. And that's where all this, that's where things from this season really started to get into motion. Does that make sense? Oh, that's, it does. That, that's my own It theory. does. I hear, I, 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 I love, it's a good theory. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that he's, he's really put time and, and thought into it. But here's my question. Now, okay. I'm people will probably not like me but i'm okay with that um whatever happened to the time where you turned on the television you watched a show you turned it off <laughs> it's like th- this show is, is in is is taking over our every thought it's it's all we can think about it's all we can talk about and i i i think about this is just funny. I think about James like driving to work or laying in bed or and like <laughs> shooting straight up and just thinking, you know, what if it was this and not this? <laughs> and, and and I'm sitting here it, going on with your imagination of James in the middle of the night, just like jumping up out of nowhere, taking down notes. What if his uh, wife doesn't watch the show at all and she's like you're loopy nut job i know (laughs) what we must look like to the outside world so of course and those who have been uh listening to us for a while you know my my theory on this is that uh for all for and i shared it for the very first time uh at the initial reaction podcast in our live event but my theory is that nobody, you know how we all know some, you know, or we all are so addicted to this show and we can't get enough of it. But you look around to some other people and they're like, 
what do you see in that show? I, I just don't get it. Right. And the idea is that we were all on the island once. I was never on the island. Yes, you were. I no, think so. I, I wasn't. Babe, you're sitting here doing a podcast about the TV show. I Doesn't know mean I've you been were on there. The, you were on Babe, do you really know where you were born? I do. <laughs> Let's move on to our next caller. Hi, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the Lost Podcast, and I want to <clears throat> say that I think Jen is going to be able to still be alive. Um, I was very sad earlier in the season when I thought Jen was dead, but after I saw how it happened, I, I'm changing my mind, and I think that he could have gotten off the deck of that boat before the explosion, or even maybe possibly during it if he was not, you know, too close to when it blew up. And that Daniel Faraday could find him in the water because I think Faraday and everything transported with the island wherever the island went. And so it's my hope that Jen will still be alive. And additionally, this could become Sun's reason to get back to the island at some point. Uh, she may find out if it's from Locke. Uh, by being told, you know, when he comes to see her that uh, Jin was still alive. So I, I hope that's what we'll see in season five or six. And um, thanks for doing a good podcast. Bye. All righty. So thank you so much, Rick from Wisconsin. Now, of course, um, the one thing that I wonder is is if Jen, if Jin actually jumped off the freighter before the explosion or... Um, or was able to get into the water and he was alive. The question is, was the freighter close enough to the island to, for for him to be pulled along with the island? It was only five, mil, five miles off. Is that right? Isn't that what the... I don't I remember. He said if... Because remember the thing went static and he couldn't get a... He couldn't get a... I don't know any boat terms. I, I don't... I get seasick. I don't get on. <laughs> all right but um but the thing wasn't working it was all static so they couldn't see what was under the water he said if he didn't get a clear if he didn't get a clear picture he was only he wasn't going any closer than five miles off the shore right isn't that what he said i think so okay yeah so and it had to be close enough for the for the radio signal to work from that little arm thing as well and for the and for the zodiac to get back and forth right so um, let's see here. We have somebody in the chat room is saying it's officially confirmed that he is alive. Who? Being Jin. Oh. Although, uh, and then of course it says really where. Hold on, I'll get the proof. And then um, it says, yeah, the whole boat of people just went poof. And then close to Faraday and his crew. And then we haven't seen anything else. So we're waiting for proof in the chat room that um, that it's official that Jin is alive. Although... I don't think there's anything out there that I've heard or seen that, that would be official. So let's move on to our next caller. Hey, Cliff and Seth. This is Steve Bridges, otherwise known as Seasick Rocks from Southern Illinois. I'm calling for your weekly Lost podcast. I had a thought occur to me while I was driving around in my truck, there's which another I one. do a lot of. And that thought was, in the season three finale, whenever... The other doctor is calling out Jack on his problem. Jack goes off and says that his father's upstairs and 
something about he'll happily leave if his father's any less messed up than he is. But this was at a point in the episode before you actually realized that it was a flash forward instead of a flashback. So you're thinking, oh, you know, his dad's upstairs, no big deal. But then after it's revealed that it's a flash forward, I don't remember anybody ever commenting or saying anything about Jack talking about Christian Shepherd being upstairs. I just thought this was an interesting point and thought that you might like to discuss on it a little bit. Thanks. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye. Right. So, uh, Steve, thank you so much for calling in. And uh, Well, that I- was your whole... That, that, that was part of your iPhone is not on airplane Oh, mode. is that right? That would be right. Okay. I don't even know where my iPhone is. I think, I think it's in my in pocket, pocket somewhere. Um, that, that was your whole basing behind... Behind Christian Shepherd Christian being alive. Christian being alive. Yeah, so we did... And dis- I do find it odd that no one would... That no one would mention to him, you know... Hey, dude, your father's dead or something like that. Right. Well, the thing is, of course, um, you know, being stoned on the pills, I right. think, is is the logical explanation for that at this point. I would continue to hold my ground and uh, basically uh, I, I would say that he is still alive and stuff like that until we saw what happened when Christian Shepherd appears to Michael and says, okay, you can go now. Right. So I think that they showed that scene because they know that you think that he's alive. And so they, they put that scene in the finale so you would change your mind and then they're going to show you at the end that he, that really he is, is still alive. I don't know. We'll see about that. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our next caller. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. It's Kimball from uh, Mesa, Arizona, calling in with a uh, pseudo-recommendation. Um, I was I had TiVo'd the, uh, the movie uh, Solaris with uh, George Clooney. It's not that great of a movie, but uh, I noticed that our lovely Daniel Faraday, a.k.a. Jeremy Davies, is in this movie. And if you like the Daniel Faraday character, you'd love his character in this movie because it's, it's like that to the 10th degree. So uh, just watch it for for his performance alone. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, Kendall. Thank you so much for your call. And uh, Solaris, is that what he said? Have you heard of that movie, Stephanie? I have. But I've, yeah, I've I've heard of it, but I can't tell you what it's about or anything. Is it a sci-fi kind of movie? It's been a long time. I don't think so. He said if you really like his character in here, he's he's got the similar style character. And here is crazy, he's, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. He's a little sci-fi here. Anyway, we'll have to look that up. So uh, okay, we'll check it out. All right. So uh, let's see here. Moving on to the next caller. Yes, uh, Cliff and Stephanie love the show. Uh, this is Scott from Gastonia, North Carolina, uh, regarding the Lost podcast. Something's been bothering me about the show, uh, Lost, in uh, a questioning way as to when they uh, when Ben started putting the metallic items into the uh, chamber or the room, whatever you want to call it, uh, the time machine, uh, why did it not, um, when it blew the hole, has it never been moved before? Uh, if not, what happened to the hole before? Uh, that was you know, like a cave sort of hole in there. Um, which led to the donkey wheel. So why is the hole there now and not before? Um, 
also just a you know a few questions like uh, the heart monitor. Why didn't somebody like Ben or um, lock take the heart monitor off of Kimi so as not to let the boat blow up? Uh, seems like it'd be a good idea. You know, when the bomb off, why didn't Jen jump off the ship? Uh, you know, why the Daniel uh, and the others are they? In the ocean still, travel with the island, are they in the desert desert or Siberia? And uh or is Daniel also stranded? Can he do like Professor make a battery out of a coconut for the radio like the professor? Um just a few theories, uh, I heard there's many black holes as in small black holes that could actually be underneath the island and could create magnetic fields, um, which would cause uh Bounded not to be you know, seen by uh, radar or anything mechanical like that. Sort of a explanation for a Bermuda Triangle. Uh, compasses and electronic instruments wouldn't be thrown off. But uh, also uh, Einstein and some other scientists have theorized that possibly a uh, wormhole is caused by black holes or vice versa. And uh, which you know could move things in time. So has Alan moved in time only, but not in space? Just a few ideas. Love the show. Thanks, Scott. You have a lot of questions, my friend. I think Scott needs to do a podcast about Lost. So anyway, the only ones I'll, I'm going to touch on because I think we've talked about a lot of the other stuff already. The heart rate monitor. I'm going to say that that you can't just. Uh, take the heart rate monitor off of one person and, and put it onto the other without it pulling the dead man's trigger. Right. So as soon as you pull it away from his arm, boom, the the signal is sent to the freighter and the, the bomb is, is signaled for de- detonation. Uh, that that's my theory and that's why you wouldn't you wouldn't just pull that off of there. Uh, the as far as the hole in the uh, the behind the the microwave oven that you're not supposed to put the, the Pop Tart wrapper in uh, being the the uh, time traveling bunny right, machine, right? Anyway, uh, I I think the hole was always there. Uh, I think that that was a tunnel that was dug, and of course we saw we saw kind of an ancient tunneling uh, kind of uh, hole similar mm-hmm. to that that uh, was behind Ben's wall and Ben's hidden closet in his bedroom. Uh, so we we saw something similar to that, and I believe that this uh, this time traveling room or whatever uh is basically in essence was built uh for testing right in front of that hole uh as a means of being close to the actual source of this energy power uh that's on the island that that's my thinking there but yeah that 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 hole was there and they built the that little room or that place right there in front of that hole or it's an alternate or it's what? An alternate entrance. The entrance was blocked, so he had to blow a hole in the Oh, that's good. Yeah. To get in a different way. I don't I don't think that that explosion however caused the hole that we saw. I think it just exposed the no, hole that was yeah, there. Yeah, it ju- yeah. Or the tunnel I would call it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because the original entrance to the tunnel was blocked. Gotcha. All right, let's move on I don't to know, just something different. I was just throwing something different in there, but I'll sit here and be quiet no, from you, now on. No, you keep on talking, baby. You know I don't know how to be quiet. All right, next caller. 
Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is uh, Damon I'm from Alexandria, Indiana, and I've been listening to the Lost Podcast for a while, and I love Lost. And a couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about uh, the ending of Lost, and I had a thought about it that I was thinking about. And uh, I think the show is going to end but not be resolved, and there will be a subsequent movie that will resolve uh, the show. So that's my theory on the end of the show, and uh, we'll see what happens. Stay lost. Alrighty, so Dan in Indiana's been listening for a long time. He thinks the show won't be resolved with a finale, but instead a TV show, or a, a movie. I would so go see that movie. Stephanie? Well, of course, I'd go see that movie. Okay. But have they said, I mean, have no. they, they haven't, they haven't, yeah. they haven't alluded to it. Uh, however, uh, Firefly did something similar to that. Although yeah, but Firefly got cut too soon. Yeah, Lost this is has true. a distinct ending. They, it does. They, they know, you know, it's not like ABC is going to come back and and you know cut it in February. Yeah, they're they're saying in the chat room that it's already been said that the producer said they won't do that. Although I would to- I would totally go see it. I yeah. would definitely go see it, I, and I would love it. And if it was a four and a half hour movie with no intermission. I would. I. I'd miss a lot because I'd have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Alrighty, so let's uh, move on to our next caller. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> hey, Cliff and Stephanie, this is Rick from Wisconsin calling for the last podcast. I oh, just finished listening to the part two episode, and two of the ideas that <clears throat> some other people have, I. I don't think work, so I was calling to offer a, a counter argument to those ideas. One is whether or not the two Emily's, Lack's mother and Ben's mother, could be the same. I thought that uh, Lack's mother came to see him and uh, steer him to Anthony Cooper, and that would make her alive, whereas we know that Ben's mother died when he was born, unless that was not true. So I don't think they could be the same woman. Uh, the other case is whether or not Charlotte might be his childhood friend from the island, uh, whose name I don't remember now. But I think from the resources Ben has of knowing things about people and the recitation he gave in the episode where he said he knew her name and everything, uh, that if she was someone that he knew that was from the island, he would not have believed she was somebody else. So I think she is who he said she was in that episode and not the same person that he knew growing up. Although we may still see that character in some way in the next two seasons. Um, keep up the good work. Already, Rick, okay, here's the thing. As far as Locke's mom... The only thing I can say We've there... We've already talked about this, haven't we? We have, yeah, but... We I, don't think that... Well, go go ahead. ahead. No, I, I think that Locke's mom, the one that came that, you know, that, that offered all kinds of stuff, couldn't she have been hired by Anthony Cooper just to right, be that, a part of the right, con? I don't think we actually know that... Definitively that that was... That was his mom. Although Locke. she said some pretty interesting things, though. Right. She said something like about the fact that he was... Uh, immaculately conceived or something. I mean, I I don't know. Anyway, we'll we'll see. 
So do did we? Let's see. Did anybody find uh, the? No, someone else says we do. The private investigator he hired confirmed it. Uh, so I'm not sure if we if we know. I, I've kind of missed uh, on the uh, chat room conversation okay. there for a little bit. Anyway, let's go ahead and go down to our next caller. We have uh, two more callers here. Hey, we, so nope, that's me. we have one more caller. Uh, so this is uh, Stefan from the Netherlands, and he sent us an MP3 file. Hi, Clever Stephanie. The season finale was amazing. The writers definitely deserve an award for this. Okay, two thoughts about the movement of the island. First, since we've seen the island move from a cold place, where Ben went to turn the frozen donkey wheel, I'm guessing that it were not the polar bears that were teleported onto the island, but the island got teleported to a place where the polar bears already were. So the island popped up under the polar bears instead of the other way around. Second, the island moved to a hot place, more specific, the desert. And wasn't it Tunisia? That makes it important that Charlotte was there. Also, because she found a polar bear, I'm guessing that the island can only rotate between a few locations. Maybe even just the polar area because of the polar bears and the desert, since we haven't seen signs from anything else. I wonder how the island can be in a desert or polar area and appear to be in a sunny ocean, though. Well, I guess we won't find out for a long time. All Well, thank you very much, Stefan. And uh, we always enjoy getting your comments there from the Netherlands. And uh, we have Doc Arts in the chat room now. And he says, listen, when uh, Locke's mom uh, mm-hmm. appeared to Locke, approached Locke in season one, uh, Locke had hired a private investigator to confirm that she was indeed his mother. And so now that that's been brought into the chat room, that does recall uh, to my mind that it it certainly was uh, confirmed. So thank you very, very, very much. And uh, with that, that concludes all the stuff that I have to cover here. Although there is something we need to do right now. It is what is today? Today is iPod giveaway day. It is. It is iPod (laughs) giveaway day. And uh, so for those of you who are not aware of this, we have a gspn.tv plus membership. And uh, basically the way that Stephanie and I are able to do podcasting new media full time is through the uh, support of our listeners, among a few other things that we do to earn a living here. Uh, but uh, if you have been thinking about becoming a Plus member, now would be an excellent time to do it. There are full details how you can do that at gspn.tv slash plus. And one of the things we do once a month is give away a free iPod shuffle. And uh, this month's winner is Jeff Gentry, also known as X-Force 11. And so congratulations to Jeff. We will be shipping out your uh, iPod shuffle to you very soon. And you know what? I am well, as soon as he gets us his address, I'll yep. get it in the mail. Very good. We'll probably have that by Monday. So mm-hmm. uh, anyway, I think that's awesome because he has been, um, oh gosh, he's been around since the very first yep. days of our podcasting. And uh, if, if you guys are not aware of this, uh, the gspn.tv slash forum is the most awesome online environment as far as being family friendly and being just all around friendly. Nobody in there yelling at you about posting something in the wrong place or something posting something that somebody else has already written. None of that goes on in our forum. And anytime there's ever an issue, uh, I'll tell you, Jeff Gentry has been the most awesome uh, moderator. He's in there approving new re- user registrations before I can even get to them. 
uh, just a wonderful community member all around. And uh, I, I couldn't think of anybody who who is at least as deserving as he is. And so congratulations to you, uh, Jeff. And with that, that is all I have. And Stephanie, uh, we'll be back probably in about two or three weeks with some more Lost Podcast. Uh, I, I've got some ideas that I'm going to run by you. Okay. And uh, let me just go ahead and start this little I think music we're going to... Go ahead. We're going to start on the uh, some of the other shows that we yes. said the summertime was going to be filled with. So. Exactly. In fact, I think next week, if anybody wants to uh, go out and get the Ugly Betty um, episodes, I think next week we're going we're gonna to record our very first episode of the Ugly Betty podcast. So uh, next Saturday night at 10 o'clock, we're going to continue fun. to be here every Saturday night at 10 o'clock. So we invite you to come join us at gspn.tv slash live. And until next time, stay, stay lost. lost.